0: Every day, we rely on food, fuel, and fiber. But how much do you know about these industries we depend on? In this podcast, we dive deep into the production and processes of these everyday essentials. This is Field Points, an original podcast production from Siri Solutions. Welcome back to Field Points. I'm your host, Morgan Sager. In our eighth series, we're going to be answering frequently asked questions across the energy and feed divisions. In today's episode, we're continuing our conversation with Erica and Sylvia, and we will be answering questions like how to turn off my propane, why do my regulators need changed, how do I pay my bill, and more. Throughout this conversation, I'm joined by Series Solutions Digital Marketing and Communications Manager, Callie Curley. Today, we are continuing a conversation with Erica and Sylvia, two of our administrative
1: leads for the energy side of our business. And between these two ladies, they have over 40 years of experience on the energy business. They're a huge asset to Ciri Solutions, not just our company, but to our customers and the people that we serve every day. And an awesome representation of more than 100 admins that we have across Series in our agronomy and energy offices. They're not just the people answering the phones. They're the ones making sure the office is run. The admin is the one you ask every important question you have about what you may need and how to get the information that will best serve your customer. So I love having them on the podcast, and I know that they have a lot of great information for us as we continue to talk about safety and quality of service to customers.
0: We're kicking off this conversation with Erica explaining why we ask for customers to apply for an account and how customers can do that.
2: With all the safety,
0: we have to be able to track
2: when we've done the system test, um, when their regulators need to be updated. Um, so we set up their account and we have a tank set up on that account. And when we make our deliveries, we tie it to that tank so we know what's going into that uh, tank and being used. Um, I know some people say, well, I just wanna pay cash. You know, I don't I don't wanna set up an account. And I said, but uh, still we have to track everything for insurance. Um, For all the safety purposes, we have to know that we've kept everything up to date, and that's how we can do that, is through an account.
3: We get into situations where we get phone calls regarding landlords and tenants. Yes. And that's a big thing. We ask that the landlord have the tank in their name. So the landlord is responsible. That is actually their property. Yes, they may have tenants in and out. The tenants will also need to have an account because they're responsible for the bill so and we can
2: move that tank you know and keep the history to each account so when that person moves out it goes back to the landlord or vice versa you know when somebody moves in you can move it so you keep all the history you keep all the safety stuff but we will each time somebody moves in we still go out there and do the system test so we can go over things with them so they know themselves what they need to do in case of an emergency they know how to read the tank so it's kind of beneficial yeah
3: and you don't know yeah talking about appliances yeah you don't know did they take the appliance did yeah. they leave them? because
2: sometimes landlords might supply them, sometimes they don't, so every time somebody moves in, it might be a new appliance coming into that home too, so we have to make sure everything's good.
3: And they may not know. Each appliance needs a shutoff valve for safety purposes, and that's, that's a must. Once you take an appliance out, that line needs to be capped. And a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't even know turn off your shutoff valve. So we want to make sure, being a new owner, leak check. When the landlord says, Joe Smith just moved in, we set it up right away, get out there, get the system check done, make sure that the appliances are still there and none were taken. If they were, that the shutoff valve is shut off and the light is capped off. Our service staff is the experts.
0: Series Solutions recently rolled out a new app called Series Access. Now Sylvia is going to walk us through what Series Access is and how
3: energy customers can use this tool to manage their account. Series Access would be to, to look at your account once you've been approved to do so, pay your, pay your balance. Yep. You can set it up um, to pay with a credit card. With There is a surcharge for that.
2: Or you can set it up like an ACH where you could just... Have it come directly out of your checking or savings account, which is really nice because, like I said, you can pick and choose. Like some customers, um, especially some of our business customers or farmers, maybe they get a delivery every week and they don't want to have to pay a big lump sum at the end of every month. So they can go in and pay that by invoice each week if they chose to, and so it helps them.
3: No matter what the individual schedule is, we try to be convenient for
2: everybody. So I don't know why we're on that. You know, if they do want to go on, if they haven't set up their account yet, they can go to our website, um, which is www. W dot series, C-E-R-E-S dot co-op, C-O-O-P, and about halfway down the page, the main page, you'll see a box that says series access, and you'll click the sign up button, and just follow all the appropriate prompts on the left hand side, and if they are having any issues, they can contact their local office, or if they just want to do it that way, they can contact their local office and provide um, their email address, and make sure we have a correct phone number on file, and we can also send them a link to their email, and they can, Go through that way and set up their account and as we said you can review everything that you've ordered and get an idea of how much you use if you just want to know you know a lot of people want to know what the usage is because maybe they're going to sell their home and that's something that's asked so they can get some of that information through the series access as everything's progressing and updating sometimes like i said they can't call during the day to get that from us
3: if they would happen to contact us after hours We do have an after-hours service that each of our energy locations Has that number on their machine through our new phone system that it's directed to our after-hours service. So we want them to feel comfortable that they, even if there's emergency after hours, it will be handled. We will get it to our service staff. We will get it to our driver. You know, if it's scheduled fill and it's our fault, if it's a leak and it's emergency, we will get to it right away. If it's a call in, we do allow 48 hours to put them on their correct routing schedule. There, there are delivery charges if you're on a call-in basis and you want it immediately that may be accrued with that delivery. And
2: if a tank does run empty um, somebody does have to be home because we do again have to do that system test to make sure everything is flowing correctly once we get the product back in the tank and make sure there's no air in the lines and, and there is a fee for that as well if, if it's at their fault.
0: If you're not ready to pay your account online through the Series Access app, I asked Erica and Sylvia if people can still go to the locations to pay their bill.
2: It doesn't have to be your energy location or your agronomy location. You can go to any series location and pay your bill. So it makes it nice. They can pull up your account and give you a receipt if you want one.
3: We're still hometown. Yeah, <laughs> we, we like to see have our that customers. Local touch and yes, and the customers that have been here throughout the years and really support us throughout the years, we thank them. And yeah, sure, come on in. We'll we'll chat with you.
0: Now we're going to transition to some technical information about propane. The first question Sylvia answers is why are tanks only filled to 80%? You know, you get a lot of customers going out once
3: they're, we teach them how to read their tank and then they go out and they say, well, you only filled at 80% full. Well, the reason why propane tanks, and a lot of people don't know unleaded tanks also, if you really look at your car gauge, that full mark isn't 100% full in your vehicle because propane, unleaded, gasoline, they have vapors and when it gets warmer, it expands. And so because of that expansion with heat, we fill the tank only 80% full, especially in the summertime. Now, if we would happen to overfill, or if we would happen to get a hot day, even at 80%, there's a chance a propane tank, what we call would pop off through the safety relief valve. And that is because of the expansion of the product. So that is the reason why we only fill those 80% full. So with a 500 gallon tank being at 80%, we would put 400 gallons in. Now with it being cooler in the winter time, we go a little more and at the most 85, because you're not gonna have that possibility of that much expansion because of the, the cold weather so we will go up to 425 gallons in the winter time on a 500 gallon tank.
0: Now Sylvia shares some precautions
3: customers should take when working around their propane. There's a relief valve and it releases product and that's, that's what it's there to do and that's we don't want kids playing on propane tanks we don't want dogs hooked to tanks we don't want really anything everything should be clear of your propane tank there is a possibility at any time these are these are man-made units there is a possibility of something going wrong or possibility of the vessel popping off and that relief valve letting go because of an overfill because of the warm weathers I mean it could be 60 degrees in the morning because the guys are getting out there getting started before it, the blustery heat and the product is just fine but right in the mid of the afternoon it could be hundred degrees so you got that 40 degree difference and that's going to expand that product and then with the possibility of letting that relief valve go. So, yes, we want to keep everything clear, uh, debris around the tank, just in case. We want our customers safe. That's our that's our main goal is customer safe and supply them with great product.
1: And if it does pop off, what do you do next? Like, is there anything that the customer needs to do or any way that they would notice that that happened? Or it just goes back to normal and regulates itself?
3: You can see the product. Coming from the relief valve, the best thing to do if you have a garden hose is to start spraying it off and cooling it down. Mm-hmm. If it's safe to do so. You wanna stay away if it's not contact series. But yeah, the best thing, grab your garden hose and just spray water over the over the tank. It's not gonna hurt anything to cool that that product down.
0: The next frequently asked question that Sylvia tackles is what is temperature correction?
3: So we have customers ask why my usage is different. There's a lot of factors in that. One, the, the weather plays a big factor, sub-zero weather, the wind. I mean, it could be a just, it could be a mild winter that yet be damp and windy and you will go through more propane than what you feel you should. Um, talking about temperature correction and propane, The propane industry standard of 60 degrees Fahrenheit is universally recognized as the base reference point for liquid propane volume correction. If there's a significant temperature drop over 20 degrees Fahrenheit, the gauge will indicate there is less propane in the tank. So for example, we were talking earlier about propane letting loose in the relief valve, safety of the relief valve because of the the vapor pressure. So if if a propane gas tank or cylinder is filled on a hot day, it would actually have less propane in volume than a tank or cylinder filled on a cool day. Um, And there again, the reason is propane expands one and a half percent for every 40 degrees Fahrenheit temperature increase. So if propane volume rises as temperature increases and the volume falls as temperature decreases, you can have that adjustment in the gauge. As Erica said earlier, you know, when you're checking your tank, make sure you you take that lid and drop it just in case because that that gauge may be sticking and you may have that with the temperature and then also a gauge possibility of sticking. You could have a drop 5-10% possibly. There again, if our series staff delivers on a summer morning when temperatures are around 65 and then the day increases to a hundred plus, the volume in the propane tank will increase also. So the reason why we only fill at 80% in the summertime is for that expansion of, of propane. In the winter we can get more volume in a tank than we can in the summertime. So even though it says 85% being that on a winter day, if it's sub-zero weather, you could possibly get 430 gallons, 440 gallons in a propane tank because it's not expanding as much. So you have to take that temperature factor in play as far as your usage also. Whatever we put in the tank is what we're, we're invoicing for. And the drivers, our meters on our trucks are calibrated annually. So, and then they're also in with the laptops and computer systems that the drivers use in their trucks for their billing. So everything is ran together. Everything is efficient. Everything is accurate. So whatever goes through that line into your tank is what you will be billed because we have been calibrated through the state and everything is is up to par does it change the efficiency of the product when it's like hot or cold no okay no it's just the volume that's delivered the volume that's okay that's entering into the tank
2: the other thing Uh, why we're speaking of winter or summer is you know making sure as a customer you know they have to make sure they have the snow plowed you know their driveway or the access point to their tank has to be plowed wide enough for our trucks you know not just a car because they're much wider and if they can't get up their driveway we can't deliver propane Um, and not only that but once they get there you know the path to the propane because they may not drive all the way to it they may have to walk it there has to be a path for them to be able to get to that tank to be able to pull the hose so they can get to it. It. or in the summertime and making you, sure your trees are not overgrown you know they have to be trimmed and be able to get our trucks back to it you know a lot of people have the trees around it and we can always get there which or a car parked in the
3: way or we will try to give them a visual so they need to imagine that they're out there pulling that hose of 50 feet and propane already is negative 44 degrees fahrenheit and so the propane hose is going to be on a sub-zero weather it's going to be hard to, to pull anyway. And then you have the cold weather and you have the long distance to walk and you have the five feet of snow and just put yourself in the delivery man's place or the service man's place. And it's not an easy job. And we commend them every day, every year. I mean, summer, winter. I mean, they ha- they have things that they have to be done in the summertime, also. There are again system checks and keeping up with our insurance requirements and making sure that our customers' tanks look good by painting and training. So, we yeah, have we to keep ha- up
2: on training, training and certifications. Yes. And
3: there is something to do all year round. And then, you know, before you know it, grain dryer season come. And we love supporting our farmers. Of course, we're a co-op. And, but then next thing you know, I mean, they're running hard in grain dryer season. And then it's winter. And they're still busting then to deal with the weather. And so we commend our, our staff. They're top-notch and kudos to them.
0: There are different situations where customers may be asked to shut off their tank. Next, Sylvia and Erica walk us through how to do that, and when customers might be asked to do so.
3: People are asked to do that when possible leak may be occurring, and that's inside or outside the home. And so we ask when they they contact our call center or any local office and say, hey, we have a possible leak. There are forms that are admin fill out of a possible leak and there's a list of questions that the customers ask and the first thing we we have them do is is it safe to shut off your tank well there's a there's a valve that looks like like an outside spigot most every home has that there's one on the tank the main thing to remember is righty tighty lefty loosey to tighten that you turn it to the right and that will shut off the gas flow going into the home so that alleviates any more product going into the the leak was possibly in the home so we asked them to don't shut off any lights most people don't have landlines it used to be before years past don't hang up the phone because that little bit of friction from that phone depending on the leak inside the home could could ignite the product now propane's heavier than air, so it's gonna go to the bottom. Most of the times your water heater's in the basement, most of the time that propane's just sitting there. It can creep up the stairs, it can, just like the clothes you wear, windbreakers. We don't want that, just that little bit of friction from a windbreaker can actually cause a spark and can ignite propane. So we want to make sure that we get all of our customers out with a possible leak, get them outside, get that tank shut off if safe to do so, and stay out until Our service staff is there. We are considered the professionals. We are the professionals of propane. That's why people do business with us because we take safety as top priority. We take our customers as top priority and we want them out and safe until we say it's safe to go back in your home. Once we find out and get the situation resolved, then open up some windows. Do not light candles. Out. You don't want to
2: light any candles because again that's creating a flame. You know, some so many people think, Oh, let's light a candle it smells. That's not really what you want to do. <laughs> Just open the windows like she said and let it air out.
3: I don't know, since we've been in the business so long, but people don't realize, you know, don't go don't go checking your percentage gauge with the cigarette, don't go chugging your percentage with a vape, because even that little click of a vape. And you know, you see people all the time staying at the gas station, they don't realize that those vapors in gasoline is exactly what ignites the flame. It's not the actual liquid product, it's the vapors coming from the gasoline that's gonna ignite that. So you're sitting there and you take a puff off of a cigarette that's going to it ignites those vapors and that's what causes the explosion.
2: Propane's safe but you also have to be smart and keep it safe. Right. You don't want to unhook your tank and hook it to something else because that can cause issues. You just have to make sure the proper people are handling it.
0: Proper management when there is a leak is very important for keeping everyone safe. Next, Erica and Sylvia walk us through why Sirius Solutions is so focused on customer and employee safety.
3: Why is Series so focused strongly on propane safety? There again, we've talked about our customers being our number one priority. Our customers and our staff at Series Solutions are our number one priority. Ceres has safety policies and procedures in place in which all of our staff, from our drivers to service staff and our administrative offices, we have to abide by those policies and procedures. And these policies and procedures are to keep our customers, who our customers are our most precious asset. Their most precious asset is their families. And this safety is keeping our customers safe and we're keeping their families safe. And we want our staff, there again, to follow these policies and procedures to keep them safe. We want them returning each day to their families just as we want to keep our customers safe. So that's that's why safety is our top priority. That's why we, there again, I sat on a policy and procedures manual committee and we took about a year and a half to really go through fine-tooth comb, making sure that the policies and procedures are in place, make sure now that we are following those so we can keep our employees safe, keep our customers safe. And um, that's, that's our main goal in teaching our customers. There again, as we said, as Erica said earlier, propane can be dangerous. It is dangerous, but we want safety in place and we want common sense in place and that's that's why we strongly focus on safety we do have a website that have different topics if customers are interested and propane it's p-r-o-p-a-n-e dot com slash safety and they can look on they're, again, reading your tank and... Talks about regulators. Regulators, cylinder fill. Yeah. It's just a variety of safety topics that they can yeah. watch.
0: In some instances, customers may be asked to leave their home until a Series Solutions professional can come out and verify that it is safe to re-enter. Next, Erica walks us through why we ask this of customers and explains the process to us.
2: We do get that asked a lot. Some people just don't want to leave their home. Um, But it is very important because like we've spoken about, you know, you don't know if something could ignite it. Um, and sometimes we get out there and it could be a dead mouse, but again, we want you to be safe. We want to know it is not a propane leak, so we want you to leave that home, go to a neighbor's house, go down the road to your mom's house, you know, wherever, go to the gas station, you know, anywhere, and then we will call you, provide your cell phone number, we will call you and let you know, hey, we're coming to check it out so that you can meet us back there and we can let
3: you know what's going on or when it's safe to return into the home. Propane is odorless. Propane companies add a harmless chemical, so it's It is harmless, but yet it smells like rotten eggs, and it's called mercapitan in there. So propane is detected, because otherwise you would not know when you have a leak to be safe.
0: Now, Sylvia walks us through why the regulators on the tanks need to be replaced.
3: Well, there are two regulators in a propane system. There is one regulator at the tank, and there is one regulator at the house. One is a high pressure, and one is a low pressure. The high pressure is at the tank, and it flows, they hook the line to it with a with the pigtail and run the line to the house where the low pressure is but the low pressure regulates the pressure of gas flow going into the system in the house so we don't want a high flow of propane flowing into the house and it'll basically blow out your appliances so what that does is it cuts down the flow of pressure of propane to 11 water column so a lot of people ask why do you need regulators change why do we need regulators at all well you, there again you you don't want that high pressure going into your home but just like any other man-made device Regulators, they have an expiration date anywhere from 15 to 25 years and sometimes they fail. So when we're doing a system check, we check the regulators, we check the dates of the regulators, we make sure that they're in code, we make sure that they're in date range. It's all about safety for our customers. It's all about keeping them, their families, our service staff, everybody safe and being able to go home to their families. We record these dates of the regulators in our system. They're, again, in the P3 system. It's in that, and it automatically goes into our tank file, so those are always recorded. And we we run reports, and we watch the dates. So there, again, we can go on a rotation if regulators are due for changing, if they're 25 years plus old we can put them on a schedule and get those changed out and make sure we keep the safety flowing. And even
2: for our customer-owned tanks, we can let them know. We can replace these. Obviously, they own their equipment, so they would have to pay for the regulators, but we would replace them for them and do the system test to make sure everything's good. Having worked here for so long, what do you think is
1: special about Ceres or set Ceres apart from the other options that consumers have in the area? I mean, there's multiple companies in most communities, right, that anyone could choose to work with. Why do you think our customers choose Series, or why do you hope that they choose Series?
2: I know what a lot of customers tell me it's the customer service and our competitive pricing. We have a set price or a market price. We don't ask you who you are
3: and decide what we're going to charge you. That's one thing. That's um, what I was going to say. Consistency. Yeah. In our marketing, consistency in our prices. We're not always the cheapest. We're not the expensive companies. Yeah. Um, we're consistent. We're a co-op. We. We're in business we have a margin to make anybody in business knows that but we're not out here to make the top dollar we can't we know what margin we need to make and we stick to that so we've got to keep our trucks on the road we've got to keep the upkeep on them we try to be as efficient as
2: possible so we can keep those margins low
3: we are owned by our local farmers and we have a obligation and we stick by that and there again we're not the lowest and we're not the highest but we're consistent
1: and we're in your communities too right Right. our drivers are often serving their neighbors
0: is there anything else you think our listeners should know or would want to know about energy at series
3: we have multiple departments and all of them series is very diverse but being with the energy but we just have a great staff inside and out they take pride in their positions they take pride in serving the customer i don't know why customers wouldn't want to do business with us
1: between erica and sylvia we have over 40 years of experience in this part of our business you've worked different jobs within the company Even if you didn't want to stay on one side of the company forever, (laughs) you pick the energy (laughs) side. But you've worked different jobs. You've had different experiences. You build over years the ability to answer questions like this with ease. Like at first you don't know, and then you go figure it out, and then you can serve your customer better. And I think across Ceres, we have that in so many different ways that I just love when customers talk about what they love about working with Ceres. And it's all of the energy admins and the admins across the company that answer the phones. And just know the answer or they right. know who to ask to get the yeah. answer i never hear about series that well i called nobody would help me right, right. um right. we'll either know the answer or you know who to ask and that comes from years of all of that learning
3: oh, yeah. that's what makes and you I the professional learning even after oh, 20 yes. years i mean there's yes. things i'm still learning I we mean. just recently went to the international propane convention in nashville the vp of energy Howard and Eric, John and Vince, directors. The yes, all the directors, managers. Uh, managers and you know, you walk around there and you go to classes, you are constantly learning the industry, constantly the industry is constantly evolving. Constantly making improvements just as series is with all the new technology and monitors and okay. programs and we are looking to move forward. We we will be here in the future and we are taking the steps to be here in the future.
0: Well that wraps up our frequently asked questions in the energy division. I wanna say thank you so much to Erica and Sylvia for taking time to answer those questions and walking us through the ins and outs of what customers can expect in the energy division. Their passion for this business and customer safety was evident throughout this conversation and I'm just so thankful that we had the opportunity to learn from them. In our next episode, Callie and I will be joined by Henry and Maddie from the feed division and we will be working through another list of frequently asked questions. Be sure to subscribe so you're alerted when our next episode drops. We're just days away from the 2023 Fueling Freedom event. This event will take place on Friday, June 30th from noon to 5 p.m. 2023 is the 15th anniversary for Country Mark's Fueling Freedom. For every gallon of fuel pumped during the event, Country Mark and Siri Solutions will donate 50 cents to a local organization that helps our military families. More than 12 military family support organizations will benefit from Fueling Freedom this year. 100% of the proceeds of Fueling Freedom will go to local organizations benefiting military families. This year, those organizations include the National Guard Family Readiness Groups and the United Service Organizations. These groups offer a network of support for American soldiers and their families. Our troops defend our country and our people every day, and we want to let them know how much we appreciate what they do for us. In 2022, Countrymark's Fueling Freedom program raised more than $63,000 for local groups benefiting military families. We encourage everyone to come out for Fueling Freedom. Purchase Countrymark top-tier gasoline and premium diesel fuel and register for a $150 Visa gift card. One gift card will be given away at each Countrymark fueling station participating in Fueling Freedom. We hope to see you there. The show notes for this episode will be available at series.coop. That's C-E-R-E-S dot C-O-O-P. If you enjoyed this deeper dive, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. Your review and feedback will help other listeners like you find our podcast, and we are so thankful for that.